1: Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Trey Biddy, the publisher of hogsports.com, for a look at the Arkansas-South Carolina game from the Arkansas perspective. 4 o'clock kickoff Saturday at Williams-Brice. It'll be on the SEC Network. Trey, good to have you today. How are you?
0: Doing good. Thanks for having me, Emerson.
1: All right, Trey, let's talk about the Hogs for a minute. The Razorbacks, 2-2 uh, two two on the year, and playing just their second SEC game of this new season here. You know, Gamecocks are playing their fourth game, in the SEC on Saturday. Trey, uh, give us an idea what expectations were for Arkansas coming into the year and have those expectations been met so far.
0: I would not say they've been met. Arkansas got off to a little bit slower start than than what most people had anticipated. Now the defense has taken a step forward since they, they changed some things up, a new coordinator, two new defensive coaches, uh, new structure, new terminology, all that stuff, really trying to change the culture with that. Uh, offensively, just kind of a slow start. They, they're they still mixing some things up on the offensive line when it looked like in preseason camp that they had settled on a on a f- a starting five and, and really all the way back to the spring, and they're they're still shuffle things around the offensive line. That's been a little bit of a problem. Austin's had somewhat of a problem getting a good rhythm with his wide receivers. Now, from the looks of the last game, all that stuff was straightened out, but you also have to consider the opponent was New Mexico State. I do feel like Arkansas is... Kind of on the improvement train, but uh, this game will will answer a lot of questions I think fans have.
1: Tell us about the Arkansas offense. Trey, you know, one of the concerns the Gamecocks have coming into this game is that Arkansas still runs the eye. You know, not many teams run that kind of offense nowadays, and I think the Gamecocks are worried if they're going to be able to stop a power ground game.
0: Yeah, and it's something that I kind of pointed to early in the season that they were not doing enough of. Like the TCU game, for example, I thought that they would probably line up in the eye. They've got a a guy who will really rattle, rattle your teeth in Kendrick Jackson at fullback, and they just didn't do that enough. And I've been saying for a while they need to be more of a 65-35 run pass team. They're still throwing it around. People are still getting Austin Allen on the pass rush because they're you know, anticipating what Arkansas is doing. They're struggling in pass protection at times on the offensive line. And uh, In the New Mexico State game, they got back to running the ball. They ran the ball 66% of the time. They used all three running backs and really kept New Mexico State off balance, got some things going in the passing game. And Arkansas has some really talented young wide receivers. Now, I heard some losing Jared Cornelius for the year. Jared has really been hurt basically the last three years, though. They have some really talented young wide receivers. It's just a matter of developing some more chemistry with those guys and, of course, being protected. And my thought is if they run the ball more and run it out of the eye form, like you said, run it out of 12 and, and and 21 personnel, you know, with two tights and things like that also, then that really takes a lot off Austin. It gets the play-action game going. They also are a very good screen team. To me, the best receiver on the team right now is Cheyenne O'Grady, who is once a top 100 recruit, has been a little bit slow to get involved because he's been trying to improve as a blocker and gotten a lot better in that regard. But O'Grady is a real weapon for them in the screen game. I think he has nine catches this year and all of them are first downs or touchdowns. So, uh, I think that they'll continue to increase his role and, uh, yeah, overall in offense, I feel like they're, they're taking steps forward. It's just, you know, Why weren't they running the ball more when when they're definitely uh, in better shape at running back versus the passing game right now?
1: Trey, I was reading on your website, hogsports.com, that uh, Arkansas may have the services of the number one JUCO wide receiver in the country from a year ago. Brandon Martin, tell us about him.
0: Yeah, Arkansas actually brought in the number one junior college wide receiver and the number one junior college tight end in the country last year. Jeremy Patton's a tight end. Martin has been dealing with uh, back. Issues, uh since preseason camp and he even had to have surgery on it because it just wasn't getting better then when that started getting better he he had a hamstring injury so he hasn't been really totally healthy he's been set back a little bit because uh you know learning a new offense and being a new guy but they have been working him in more and more and what I'm told so far this week is he's had a really good week of practice caught a lot of balls yesterday you could possibly see him on some end of rounds and things he's a big body guy at six four two thirty. And when you hear him, you know, when practices were open, we'd be out there. You'd just hear this thumping, and uh, it was Brandon Martin coming down, you know, down the sideline on a pass route. So he is a big guy that I think they could possibly use in the red zone, but uh, they've really got to get everybody. The, the, the weird thing about it is, is the guy that came in and it was, was well-regarded but came from the same junior college, also a wide receiver, Jonathan Nance has really been the guy that's emerged. He's actually leading the team in receptions and yards this year and touchdowns. So uh both of those guys will play. Obviously Jonathan Nance will end up will start for them and We'll see if they they incorporate Brandon Martin into the game. And then, of course, Jeremy Patton, number one junior college tight end, is a guy that plays a big role for him too. Really good blocker and receiver. So they've got a really good trio of tight ends, actually.
1: Trey, if Arkansas has its way, how balanced will the offense be? How much ground and pound will we see?
0: Well, I think the 65-35 formula is where they want to be. Mm -hmm. That allows them to control the clock. Uh, It allows them to get to play action pass set up, and then they can, you know, when they if they do that to pass, they can offset a lot of things with the screen game. So uh, I would say 65-35 run versus pass.
1: Gamecocks and Razorbacks, Saturday at 4 o'clock at Williams-Brice on the SEC Network. And we're talking with Trey Biddy, publisher of Hogsports.com, here on Gamecock Central Radio. Arkansas and South Carolina have the one common opponent so far this year, Trey, and it's Texas A&M. And both teams lost by seven, but in completely different fashions. Arkansas lost that shootout at uh, Jerry World in Arlington, Texas. The Gamecocks lost by seven in a much more lower scoring game. So, you know, what do you think we'll see on Saturday? Is it going to be another high-scoring affair? Tell us about the Arkansas defense and what the Gamecocks can expect there.
0: I think it'll probably be a little more medium range. Obviously, I watched the Arkansas game, watched the Texas A&M-South Carolina game. Uh, as well, Arkansas in that game just gave up huge, huge plays. They would play really in ninety percent of the snaps. They played very well. It's just six plays they just gave up uh, monstrous plays to, to, to Texas A&M and really gave that game away. I thought also on special teams, but I think this will probably be. It wouldn't surprise me if this was a uh, you know if the, the team that won scored thirty-five points or fewer. I think that I think that's probably reasonable. Both. Both teams give up stuff, uh, but South Carolina actually gives up a pretty good amount of yards, but they don't give up a lot of points. And Arkansas's, uh, you know, Arkansas gives up a few more points, but, uh, really that's the stat that matters above anything, which kind of leads me to believe that, that South Carolina's probably on the field a lot and probably, uh, probably just kind of a bend, but don't break.
1: Gamecock Central Radio, Emerson Phillips with Trey Biddy, publisher Hogsports.com. We're previewing the Arkansas game today and getting a look at the Arkansas perspective. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. we got this free phone app that allows you to listen to our podcast on your cell phone or mobile device. Get the app on the App Store and on Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast. Search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Trey, David Williams is the transfer running back, uh, graduate transfer who played through Three years at South Carolina doing a good job for Arkansas this year he's been pretty productive this year and I was thinking about David earlier today he just kind of got lost in the shuffle at South Carolina he didn't get a lot of playing time particularly in the second half of last year and as a graduate transfer he was able to transfer right away and join Arkansas and play and he's played pretty well this year
0: he has he's actually better than I thought he would be I mean going back through the history of graduate transfer running backs throughout the country there's like one guy I found that that ever had really any success and David is better than I thought he was going to be. He, uh, One thing I always look for in running backs, do people bounce off of him when he's not really even doing anything? And that has happened time and again this year. It goes about six one two thirty, 230, and uh, I've just been impressed with him. And I think it's kind of interesting when you look down at, you know, the rushing totals for this year he's averaging more rushing yards a game this year at Arkansas than any of the South Carolina backs did. And he's already got, he never rushed for 300 yards in a season in South Carolina. I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know, but uh he's already over 200 yards this season for Arkansas. I think he's, I think he's probably Arkansas's best all around back in terms of being able to pass pro and, uh and, and also run the ball and, and definitely good in short yardage. So it'll be interesting. They've taken him off limits this week. Um, uh, which I think is just a travesty because it's – I mean, how often do you get a story like that? So uh, they've taken him off limits this week, and I I think part of that was David Williams' uh, decision too. But uh, that'll that'll be interesting. He'll be right there in the rotation. Uh, The radio show that I do regularly is – Actually, the the tiebreaker question for predict the score is is how many touches does David Williams get this weekend?
1: So off limits, Trey. Uh, he's not giving interviews this week. No media yeah, availability. He's
0: actually, I say he's off limits. But it was, you know, Brett Bielema went and talked to him. How do you want to handle this? We can do every interview that comes at you, or you know, we can, uh, you know, we can shut it all out. However, you want to do it. And David decided that he wanted to uh, to keep the media out of it and just he didn't want to be a distraction. I think. So. All
1: right, very good. Trey, talk about uh, Arkansas special teams. You know, one area that we talked about this week already on Gamecock Central Radio is the fact that these are the two worst place-kicking teams in the SEC. I believe Arkansas is over 2 on field goals, and the Gamecocks have had real problems getting three this year. They did make the game winner a couple weeks ago when they had to have it against Louisiana Tech. But aside from that, the Gamecocks have been poor in the kicking game. What's going on with Arkansas?
0: Arkansas has been poor in the kicking game. It's, uh, it's been that way for a few years now. They've had trouble finding a, a, a quality return guy. I think they have one now in Debbie on Warren, but it's it's been a bit of a struggle. They've had trouble getting the ball, kicking it into the end zone. I think special teams has played a major role in costing them their two losses this year. Uh, when you look back at the TCU game, Cole Hedlund, who already had a bad reputation on clutch kicks anyway, missed a 20-yard field goal, which is an extra point, and a 23-yard field goal, which is obviously three yards shorter, three yards longer. Uh, and he you know, obviously lost his job uh, after that, but that just, I mean, you could hear a pin drop in Razorback Stadium after those two kicks. I really think that played such a big role in Arkansas not being able to come back in that game uh, against TCU. And then, of course, the Texas A&M game, they kick off to Christian Kirk, and you know maybe there was a couple of holding calls that weren't made there, but uh, he did race 80, well, it was 100 yards for a touchdown. And then the next kick after Arkansas went down and scored, the next kick they Decide to pooch kick it to the 35 yard line, let that guy get loose for a 15 yard return, and then suddenly, uh, with, you know, on the final drive of the game, Texas A&M is 15 yards away from field goal range. So, those two things cost Arkansas in a big way, and, yeah, it's, uh, The punter's been okay, but that's that's about it, and it's kind of been that way for a couple years now.
1: How much of a setback was the loss to Texas A&M, that overtime loss two weeks ago, and is there a greater sense of urgency for Arkansas this week because they're 0-1 in the league?
0: Well, I I think there's always a sense of urgency. I mean, when you look at it, not only is Arkansas 0-1, they're also, what, 0-4 in their last Power 5 games, and after South Carolina is Alabama and Tuscaloosa, so it's not like it's going to get easier uh, that you know, So, if they were to lose this South Carolina game, then you're probably staring a loss at, at I mean, what, 99% chance or better? You're staring at a loss at, at Tuscaloosa. So, uh, yeah, things could get uh, – you, you're in danger, in my opinion. I don't think Arkansas has let go of the rope by any stretch. I think they're, like I said, on the improvement train right now. But I do feel like uh, if they were to lose this weekend at South Carolina and then you've got Alabama – I think you could get in danger of uh, letting go of the rope a little bit.
1: How many wins does Arkansas need this year for it to be considered a good year, and how hot is the seat under Brett B. Bielema?
0: Well, I think a lot of people felt like Arkansas should win eight games this year. Uh, but, you know, Brett is – I wouldn't say he's coaching for his job, but uh, if they were to fail to go to a bowl game this year, then – you know, there's if he if he isn't fired after the year, after the season, then it's going to be a a really really negative offseason season with a lot of venom. So, you know, just looking through the SEC, this game against South Carolina probably very fifty fifty in terms of who wins. Uh, Alabama is obviously probably a loss. Uh, Auburn after the way the Auburn game went last year, I think that Arkansas really has them circled on their calendar. But that doesn't mean they're going to beat Auburn in their own backyard. And you look at some of these other teams, Mississippi State is struggling on the road. Arkansas gets them at home. Ole Miss is reeling. LSU is reeling. Uh, Missouri is also reeling. So these are some of the teams that are left on Arkansas' schedule. So uh, they they do stand a good chance of getting to a bowl. And things would go a long way in that direction if they were to win this weekend.
1: All right, good stuff, Trey. We appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. That's Trey Biddy, publisher of hogsports.com, bringing us the Arkansas perspective today. And I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us.